0: In the, darkness is light. Out of the shadows my Okay, welcome to episode six of the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Kathy. I'm Emily and I'm Kat with new headphones and hopefully less technical difficulties.
0: Though technical difficulties would be thematic to tonight's episode.
1: Very true.
0: <laughs> because we are talking about episode 6 of uh, So Weird, season 1. The episode is Simplicity. What's the mystery of the week this time?
2: Gremlins! Yes. Gremlins, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, not the uh, fun Steven Spielberg gremlins. These little gremlins are invisible and have top hats and spats. <laughs> because this is so weird in a goofy mood. And every, uh, for the, about the first two seasons, every once in a while they would do a really silly episode that reminded you, as sophisticated and well written as the show could be, that it was still a kid's show. But that's yeah. okay. I think it's okay.
3: Mm.
0: <laughs> because it's I think still I'm put all their who...
2: acting into it and I mean it's still enjoyable.
0: Oh yeah. I'm partial towards what I call little monsters, uh things like, you know, I love the movie gremlins and I even like critters and ghoulies and things like that, the ripoffs. And this is so weird's take on the little monster concept, though they have to do it on a TV budget, so there isn't too much in the way of elaborate special effects.
2: Do you like Leprechaun? Uh,
0: the Leprechaun movies have their uh, dubious pleasures, yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's one thing, so we are never touched on it, never did Leprechauns.
0: Well, that's true, but it did get to a lot of other Celtic stuff. You know, There were Banshees and Fairies and such, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe
2: they group. didn't want to go that
3: deep, yeah, in the Celtic stuff. <laughs> yeah pre Crew imitates a Leprechaun and Will the Wisp, but that's about
0: it. Uh, so I guess we should talk about the concept, the uh, story for this week's episode. Anybody want to do that?
2: I know she starts off um, giving, mm-hmm. talking about evolution and how we were like cavemen, and then agriculture came along, and then the industrial yeah. revolution.
0: I have some questions about that opening, that pre-episode opening they did, was that original footage filmed for the show, or was that something they found somewhere? That's
2: what I've always asked for all these intros, because some, sometimes it looks like real footage, but um, I really don't know. I want to say they film everything, but...
0: Uh. Well, more often than not, it looks like kind of uh, public domain newsreels mm-hmm. and stuff that they probably could have found pretty easily. But yeah, The premise yeah. for this one is the Phillips family are headed towards Simplicity, Utah, which is the home for Star.Star, a multimedia computer technology company run by Ted Raxel, who is in the mold of Bill Gates and people like that. They're going there because uh, Molly wrote a jingle for the company, and she's now worried that this jingle's popularity will have some sort of effect on her credibility as a serious musician. So when they get there, they notice that all technology more advanced than a light bulb is malfunctioning or not working altogether, so they have to figure out what's going on here. And yes, after a little bit of digging, Fiona realizes that Gremlins are to blame. Now let's talk about Tad Raxel. <laughs> yes,
2: it's an interesting. Uh, not that reoccurring, but we do see him again. In
0: yeah, he comes back for at least one more episode.
3: He's
2: yes, very he memorable. Too. Very memorable character. He's an eccentric.
0: That's a nice way of putting it. Yes. Uh, He's a little
2: bit of a goofball.
0: Very silly and over-the-top. Garwin Sanford is the name of that actor, and he uh, just goes for it. He gives a very cartoonish performance. Yeah. Uh, Which is mildly amusing. I've got nothing against that. Once you get into the groove of the episode, the tone, it works for me.
2: I don't really get annoyed by him.
0: Oh, yeah, he's funny. He's not annoying.
3: He has moments where he feels like a real human being to me, but, yeah, there are other times when... Honestly, it makes me cringe. I, I just yes. don't see a real human being acting that way. Um, but, when, anyway.
0: When the robot in his office starts shooting papers at him, that's a little over the top.
3: Mm-hmm. It's one of the many over the top
0: moments in this episode. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. I think cringeworthy
1: is the perfect phrase to use for Tadraxel. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I've always had this Ugh, feeling whenever he comes on screen. Like, I don't hate him. I'm not quite sure if annoyed is the right word, but he's really not one of my favorite characters on the show. I wouldn't say he's my least favorite, but he's one that just gets under my skin for a little bit, and I'm not quite sure why, but I feel like secondhand embarrassment every time I watch him.
0: <laughs> You're not a Molly Tad Shipper cat? No,
1: I am not a Molly Tad Shipper.
2: <laughs>
0: If all. such a thing can be said to exist, don't,
2: I don't think there are shippers of them.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, but years ago, there was a fan video on YouTube for Tad and Fee called Fad. Oh. Oh, and oh. it greatly disturbed me. It was to a Lifehouse song.
0: Oh. Now that's cringeworthy. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh, and like, the theme tag was like, think outside the box. Oh,
0: y- you know... I'm not gonna judge other people. Oh, because that's but, uh, what he tells you
1: in this episode. <laughs> yes, but no. Anyway, I do not ship Tad with anybody except maybe the robot. That I do
0: <laughs> um, So, I guess so what, as I was saying, as I was saying, one of the things I like about this episode is the family dynamic. How there's a lot of stuff with Jack and Fee and Molly, and even uh, Irene and um, Ned.
1: My favorite part of this episode has always been the beginning. Oh, same, yes. Where Jack comes out of the room. With a Okay, guitar? well, when Jack comes out of the room while Molly and Irene are talking about it, and Jack just goes, from one artist to another, I salute you. And he's all like, yeah, rock the machine, Mrs. P, definitely. <laughs> I always thought that yeah. was a really cute moment. Same.
0: Well, I like the kids teasing Molly about the jingle. That's fun.
1: Yes. And the entire bus
0: singing along. <laughs> Does anybody remember how the jingle goes?
1: Star dot star nice. beats you and me. Yeah. A future of simplicity. Or Something. technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are like two different versions of it. And I think yeah. I mixed them both up.
3: And then there's touch the world. Near and near far, far. Near and Star, star, star,
0: star. star.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, we sound
2: just like them.
0: Yes, we <laughs> do. We're equally in tune as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it is, uh, admittedly, a very catchy jingle. I can see why it would catch on.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the
3: jingle makes me smile, even though there are some things in this episode that make me cringe instead. But the jingle yeah. doesn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of goofiness with the, what is it, the speckled trout and all of that, the constant singing. Yeah, yeah the Hingman. constant singing. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of singing,
1: I think it's kind of funny how Jack is so reluctant to sing at the end when Patrick Levis is such a great singer. hmm Yeah,
3: and now he's a Christian artist,
0: so... Oh, he actually sings professionally now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Oh, cool. I can think of at least one other time over the course of So Weird that when he would sing, so that's neat. Okay, yeah. so what about those, what about them, the gremlins? Any thoughts on that?
1: I never liked the concept of Gremlins. I never saw the movie Gremlins, so I always thought this episode was just a waste. I was never interested <laughs> in the mythology at all.
0: You've never seen Gremlins? You need to get. No,
3: on with it. I haven't either. I do. What? Oh, my Same.
0: God. Oh, I'm the only person here who's seen Gremlins.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: so maybe
3: that's why we lack the appreciation for this episode that you have, Zach.
0: Well, it doesn't have a lot to do with uh, the movie or anything. I just I thought everybody had seen that movie. Oh, my God. I, uh, uh, <laughs> Like, oh, man, I guess I, I'm a little bit older than everybody else. Maybe that's why. Um.
2: <laughs> well, I've never had the want to watch Gremlins.
1: Well, you should all
0: see it. Just get on that immediately. Just after we finish this podcast, I'll, everybody go and watch Gremlins.
1: <laughs> Part of the reason why I had no interest in seeing the movie Gremlins was because of this episode about Gremlins. <laughs> it was a major turn <laughs> off.
2: I do like that well, one scene in, where um, they use, I don't know what they use, like some baking powder or something like that to see their footprints and all that.
0: Yeah, because in this one, gremlins are nearly invisible. If you look closely, you can see like a little green splotch moving around. But they're generally not perceivable by the human eye.
3: Uh, I was wondering how that
2: worked. Or they're really, really tiny. I don't know. Because at the end of the episode, that lady gives them clothes.
0: Which is such a stupid moment that I'll admit I think (laughs) is very amusing. (laughs) Well, okay little...
2: some people
1: keep like pet ants. This lady keeps pet gremlins apparently.
0: I would I would gladly have a pet gremlin.
2: <laughs> so how would that tie in with the episode again? because obviously her and maybe other town people know that the gremlins are there and they're the ones ru- ruining the technology.
0: Yeah, they that's don't... not really resolved. no
3: I don't know. I think it's because they don't like Tad or the company being there. Um, theory. Yeah, so it's like sabotage.
0: Well, there's one line from Fiona where she says, she reads somewhere that gremlins started the Industrial Revolution and now they are bitter that they have been left behind by the flow of technology, which is a, think, something not referenced in any other part of the episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense at all, though. <laughs> How could they be left behind when humans don't know they exist? Like, do they think that technology is supposed to be for them? Do gremlins envy humans over iPods and everything?
0: Uh, what? L- listen, Kat, you may be overthinking it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, something that is sort of interesting about this one is Tad's goal, What the project he's working on before everything is sabotaged by the gremlins, he describes it as internet, free internet around the world for everybody. So essentially he's talking about free Wi-Fi, about, you know, 16 years before it was on anybody's lips as a concept. So that's sort of neat.
2: Yeah, that is. What a goal.
3: (laughs) And he references a universal network, which would have come into play in the original Season 3. Yes,
1: I was just about to bring that up, and that's also loosely referenced in the Simplicity song about how technology links you and me, something like that where in the future technology would have been able to link Fiona with the aliens.
0: Okay, I didn't know that. Um, Now this episode does have kind of a, I wouldn't call it anti-technology arc to it, but there is sort of a moral here about don't be too wrapped up in technology, which again would be far more relevant today since people have computers in their pockets that they're always looking at and doing the Pokemon Go's and such.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, they, that's what P says in the intro, how well, I forgot the exact line that she says.
3: I have it, and um, it says, if we depend on technology too much, what happens when it ever starts?
0: Oh, no. Oh!
2: The <laughs> <gremlins> <laughs> oh, no. got Emily!
0: Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. Maybe
1: the gremlins are mad we didn't invite them to speak. Uh,
0: I think they must be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> They didn't get to tell their side of the story.
3: Okay. So I was saying, I I don't know if you all moved on or not. No. No, we didn't. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, these quotes, I was wondering, I I mean, I agreed with you all when I I watched this recently that, um, you know, it it seemed like it would be a more relevant topic today than back then. Then I realized that this episode aired in 1999. Which is right before the Y two or, or was right in the middle of the Y two K hysteria.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good observation.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you all remember that? Oh, yeah. I
0: remember it.
2: I yeah. don't I don't remember it, sadly.
0: I uh, remember sitting in uh on New Year's Eve at my grandmother's house watching the Dick Clark's Rocket New Year, waiting, like hoping the lights would at least dim or something exciting <laughs> would happen and nothing happened. It was The biggest disappointment of my life up until Star Wars Episode Three.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember my dad shutting down the computer and telling us about how there was this fear that none of the computers would be able to work because they wouldn't be able to handle the date on the calendar changing from 99 to 00. And it made no sense at, at all to me at the time. And I'm like, they can't read a calendar. It's a computer. It knows everything. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
3: I had the nervous jitters um, watching the ball drop. I didn't really understand what it meant, but I kind of bought into it. And um, one of my cousin's neighbors actually had, like, stocks, of, you know, had stocked up in their garage a bunch of water and stuff just in case, like, the world was going to come to an end.
0: Did those same people uh, stock up on water and canned goods <laughs> during 2012?
3: Um, I don't oh, yeah, know, because... I didn't. Go, I, don't, I don't keep in touch with them
0: anymore. But back then, yeah. I would have loved to have seen uh, so weird do the do a 2012 episode. That would have been cool. <laughs> yes,
3: that would have been
1: amazing, especially because he could give a little historical lesson in the very beginning about Mayan civilization. Yeah.
0: And how totally ridiculous the whole hysteria was in the first place.
1: Yep. <laughs> what if it wasn't?
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so anyway, simplicity. <laughs> um, so another silly thing about this episode is the way it ends, which is, well, it seems to me that the writers probably just couldn't figure out a way to end things, so they have everybody get together and sing a song, and this somehow appeases the gremlins, and they stop their chicanery.
2: How does she figure that out again?
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I How does she figure what night. out?
2: How does she figure out that... Everybody had to sing the song for the Gremlins.
3: Well, she realized that she said the song is keeping us here, and it's keeping the Gremlins here too because the song kind of preaches, you know, that technology is great, right? So that's what they're offended by. If they and change also, the song, then everything will be okay. And also,
1: the jingle was what made Star Out Star so popular, which is why Tad Raxel kept.
2: Capitalizing on it,
1: even though apparently Molly did that for him years ago.
2: Yeah. Well, she said so. it was like a, a year and a half or so. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not sure, but I think this episode and this song was like an inspiration for Molly to write "She Sells." Yeah. yeah. Bring
0: that up later. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. I don't remember which episode "She Sells" premieres in, but that's yeah. They talk about how that was the inspiration, her jingle days.
1: Yeah, she sells is first mentioned in Tolpa, just a few episodes later. I'm so which glad you to guys. It as her revenge.
0: I'm so yeah, glad you guys know all of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's a silly ending. It's a pretty silly episode overall. But I, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm on its particular wave of silliness, and it appeals to me. It sounds like everybody else dislikes this one a lot.
1: I do. I dislike it very much. I don't dislike Especially it a lot. Especially looking just back not. on it. Yeah, it just seems like a waste of an episode to me, especially now, knowing that Fiona isn't doesn't last until the series end, it feels like. That's just a wasted episode slot.
3: I was just going to say that, yeah, I feel like the episodes in seasons one and two that I dislike the most tend to be the ones that are like almost designed to be humorous more than anything else. So I'm thinking of this episode, Boo, and Shelter. And Troll used to be in that lineup, but it appeals to me, I guess, in the same way that this, the silliness of this episode appeals to you, Zach. Troll yeah. you, appeals to me that way.
0: I think of Troll as kind of the Season 2 equivalent to this episode.
3: I do, I do like Troll a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. That's funny, because I always thought that this episode has a lot in common yeah. with Drive, with the concept of technology failing humans. And kind of having a mind of its own.
0: Yeah, except in Drive, there's no explanation for why the car has its own mind. It feels bad. I okay, did gonna- want to
2: touch on um, Molly and Tad's relationship, though, because we said there was something, but we never said... Because they do have that one scene at the end. She's giving Tad a the new lyrics for the song, so he can let it
0: go or something like that. I was going to say there's that final scene where he's sticking his head in the tour bus window as they're driving off.
3: Yeah, yeah. she says she hopes the lyrics can set him free from, I guess, his obsession with
0: her song. I well, the know. next time or we see like him, her he's her a little obsession. better.
1: Not really. <laughs> he gives her a rose. He basically kidnaps her on a date. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, He has a little bit of a crush on her, I think. is as... <laughs>
2: He's a little less eccentric maybe in the next time the next episode that we see him then.
0: Yeah, there are no temper tantrums. At least I don't remember any.
2: There's no um the henchmen, they're not following him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but there's always this little odd dynamic between Tad and Molly because obviously Molly doesn't want to hurt his feelings. But oh. the way he is, she just he's a cr-
0: yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go but so like, far I, as to call him a creep but he
1: skews me out like I'm not a cataractyl <laughs> fan he just skews me out he reminds me of this chemistry teacher I had in high school who used to brag about how he blackmailed the cheerleader into going to prom with him by oh tutoring God. her in chemistry and I'm like how do you not find that creepy that's just
0: ugh why would you brag about that I to, don't to know. your students I don't know um, well, if we're talking Molly love interest, I like Tad a little better than the mermaid dude from Fathom, at the very least. Oh. That's I'm true.
2: Gonna, I'm gonna wait <laughs> for the episode,
0: when we, once we do
2: the podcast for that, to save my thoughts on him.
3: Oh my god,
2: I... Yeah. So don't get me started. <laughs>
3: with him. It's my least favorite episode, so, yeah, let's... let's not go there. <laughs>
0: um... Now, another thing that is notable is Jack's skepticism seems a little arbitrary in this one, considering the evidence he sees of this week's phenomenon. And it still it pushes believability that he would not realize that something unusual is happening. But he, of course, he has to remain the mully to, or the mully the, <laughs> the, the scully to uh, Fee's moulder.
3: Well, all of their skepticism seems a little bit ridiculous once the laptop shoots into Fee's hand while they're right. singing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh well.
1: My favorite Jack line of this episode is, "Prove what all you've done is prove the existence of dirty blankets."
0: Yeah, what's the context of that?
1: <laughs> oh, that's the part where Fiona lays down the blanket and uses Irene's cell phone as bait, and then the gremlins come in and steal it, and then you see the footprints at the bottom of the blanket.
0: Right. I like that. I like when Fee and Jack and Clue are having little adventures together. That's fun.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, there are a few lines in this episode that genuinely make me laugh. So there's one, I mean, the, the opening lines with Clue and Ned. And <laughs> Clue is trying to ask uh, Ned if he can use a calculator. Right. And he's like, Dad, are you busy? And Ned says, Well, I'm driving a 12 ton bus at 60 miles per hour. And he says, Great. <laughs> <laughs> I love your Ned impression. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, actually.
0: yeah that's funny though most um, algebra or advanced math classes I've been have allowed you to use a calculator so I don't know what Ned's problem is yeah it's
2: one of those where he acts like one of those typical teachers that do not want to let you use a calculator
0: would an abacus be more appropriate
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then Molly tries to chime in like I'm sure he can use one but then you know She's not the teacher, so she doesn't want to allow that.
0: So I like that stuff. I guess that's why I like this episode is the interaction between the family is good. And I'll admit I have a bit of a soft spot for the silly gremlin stuff. I do remember
2: um, Mm. listening to one review where they were talking about this episode and, you know, how it was anti-technology. And the episode ended off with Clue getting some new device from Tad. And um, he just couldn't work it because you know it's too high tech for him. And then he—he right. he was trying to do an equation, and then Fee just gives him a pencil. But mm-hmm. then it, this episode is one of—it's one where like yeah, they teach that, but they also—they're not going to follow it because we never really see them follow that advice in any other episode.
0: Yeah, Fiona's laptop remains a pretty important prop for her. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that thing uh, Clue has at the end, it's sort of like a Palm Pilot kind of thing, which I guess were the precursors to our modern-day smartphones.
2: Maybe. <laughs> or they 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 were called... Um, are they called PDA?
0: Yeah, PDAs, yeah. Yes. yeah, I had one. A
2: little calculator with a game and...
0: Yeah, I had <laughs> one, too, but I only used it for games. I had a little... There was a little... Uh, uh, upward scrolling shooter game on there that I would play all the time.
2: Yes yeah, same
0: <laughs> Okay, so I think we've said just about everything we need to say about simplicity. Anybody else have any more thoughts?
1: Gremlins are basically just ants with top hats <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that's why I am not a fan of this episode as a piece of mythology. it just no I'm with Jack all there is is dirty blankets and little bugs causing problems.
0: But I do like it when they have the top hat on the fork. That's cute.
2: Yes. <laughs> then they get little clothes, and it's like, oh, I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't get this episode. <laughs> but the greatest part of this episode that we have not touched on is Clue's Elvis impression at the end.
0: Oh, at least we forget.
1: <laughs> yes. Clue did a marvelous Elvis impression. Thank
0: you. Thank you very much. a man. Music for you. Yeah, of course. There you go.
1: Enjoy. Highlight of the episode, hands
0: down. <laughs> uh, it's all worth so, it for that. <laughs> so I guess if I was going to rate this episode, I would, I uh, over my old review here, I gave it a 5 out of 10, which I think is pretty fair.
2: i give it a 2. <laughs> a I would two. Give, yeah, I would
3: give it a 3.
0: All right, not, not too far apart. Okay, what'd you say, Emily? Out of 10? Yes, yeah.
3: 3 out of okay. 10. Well, I, I don't do that, as you know, but I guess what sealed the deal for me in terms of, like, not liking this episode, no matter its good parts, was the high-pitched Alvin and the Chipmunks version of the song that plays over the credits.
0: Oh, you've got to end the episode with that, Kathy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That, oh, so bad. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just, I got chills now just thinking about it. Ugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, well, you know, hey, whatever. We're not going to agree on everything all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Kathy you said we had some comments on Twitter or something
2: yeah let me get that out
0: I figure I'll mention this while we're on air recently I rewatched watched uh, the first Halloween Town movie I got it my local Target put their Halloween stuff out early and that was in the section and I'm watching it I realized that it was co-written by John Cooksey I didn't realize yep. that
3: did you say Ally Marie Matheson Hello? they both did the second one
0: Yeah, that second one is nowhere near as good as the first one. But uh, it's sort of funny to compare Fiona to the main character from those films, whose name is escaping me at the moment. But that was just something I noticed. Marnie, yes. I knew it began with an M.
3: Yeah, and Marnie's brother is a lot like Jack, except more obnoxious.
2: On Twitter, we got some tweets regarding the podcast. One was from at Kelly Capiello. And she says, oh man, a so weird podcast, somewhere in time a 12-year-old me is jumping for joy in her platform foam flip-flops.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> They're
2: as excited as you are. Yeah, um, another person, their handle is at Miss Marianne Tips. They said, thank you, was wondering when more eps were coming. Currently re-watching the show and listening to these compliments it very well. So, yeah, that's awesome that you're watching it and then watching, I mean listening to our podcast.
0: Yeah, that's the way to do it I think. And mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much to everybody on Twitter and YouTube near and far for listening and commenting. The support is greatly appreciated.
2: Yes, and we've actually been getting a lot of downloads, like at least the day after I think we got 20 and then the day after that we got 20 more, so we're getting a lot of downloads. Cool. Yeah. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, and thank you all. YouTube. While
1: we're here just to give a little plug. Years ago when I first started vidding, one of my first ever so weird fan vids, one of my first vids in general, was a Tad Raxel fan video and I still have it up on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why not? <laughs> this song was perfect. "21st Century Digital Boy" by Bad Religion. I heard it and thought, "Boom, Tad Raxel. It fits. It's perfect." And there it okay, is in case you guys want to check it out.
0: So weird and a uh, Bad Religion. Now that is a matchup worth making. <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool,
0: cool. Okay, you'll have to put the uh, link to that in the episode description when this goes up on YouTube.
3: Yes, I definitely will. <laughs> So, um, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a few weeks ago now, I received a comment on one of my gift sets I made of strange geometry. And I'll just go ahead and read it. It was by the user N S Layton on Tumblr. And he said, I'm halfway through Stranger Things, and something was bugging me. The faces and hands in the walls were reminding me of something. It finally clicked. This terrifying and rather pivotal episode of So Weird and then he goes on to talk about how much he misses So Weird Um, but he says Stranger Things isn't quite on So Weird's level yet why not no writer is a goddess but maybe the 80s stuff doesn't work as well as authentic 90s for me but he's glad he finally realized what the connection was so this inspired me to watch the show and a few others on the podcast have watched it as well so what do you all think of the show? Well I saw it, I think, last
2: Saturday, or the Saturday before that, um, like a Saturday and Sunday, and I loved it. Um, I don't know, I think I just like everything about the show, like, first of all, the paranormal-esque of the show. Um, The characters, I like how the leads are these four little boys and uh, one little girl. I think that's something new and I think I read that they kept getting rejected from all these networks because they didn't think a show with the leads being children wouldn't do well for a show that's not for children
1: mm. that's amazing mm. I think it shows how people underestimate kids and kind of feel like you have to talk down to them and that they c- that adults and children media like, can't mix if you know what I'm saying
2: and um, the music's awesome. Like I, I liked everything about it. Um, relating to so weird and Stranger Things, I didn't see or get any similar like feeling like they're the same in any way besides those hands and the faces coming out of the walls. But no, it's just totally different.
1: now yeah, when I saw Stranger Things, I immediately fell in love with it because of the whole 80s vibe. I thought that worked really well, and I felt like that made it authentic feeling and different from the TV shows you see today, just with the way it was filmed, the look, the feel. It reminded me a lot of Freaks and Geeks, actually, with the kind of nerdy kid leads, and I love that stuff. It did not remind me of So Weird but it felt like in that same vein. Like, it could have been a precursor to So Weird.
3: Yeah, the only other things I found that were, you know, I guess sort of similar to So Weird was that um, there's a character in the show who's trying to contact someone who is lost, either lost or dead, and they use kind of unusual methods to communicate with this person. So that kind of reminded me of So Weird and Rick communicating with Fee and vice versa. And then, um, you know, that, the dynamic of having one girl in a group of boys is somewhat similar to, you know, Fee and Jack and Clue. Mm-hmm. And that girl being
1: totally brave and stoic and getting stuff done. hmm A lot of Fiona qualities. Yeah.
3: I, I really enjoyed the show, um, but it left me with kind of a bitter taste in my mouth at the ending. Um, I didn't really appreciate uh, how they treated a certain character uh, at points, and this person ended up being my favorite character. And then um, I guess in the end, I just don't think that it needed another season. I know it's already been signed on for another season, but I think it would have been fine if they'd um, left the questions unanswered. Unanswered. Yeah. And uh, just stopped it where it was. I don't know if the 80's vibe can carry it much further. you know what I mean? I
2: I think I know what character you're talking about. I'm thinking it's the one that the internet's going like not nuts for, but everybody's talking about that character and I think I read that in season two they'll address that character. Yeah, but I agree with you. I don't think it needs another season. It was just so amazing It being eight episodes, I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe it will do do well, because sometimes we watch a show and the first season's good, they do another season, and it's equally as good, so they could, I mean, it could go well, but it's just so good right now on its own. Yeah, when I
1: saw that it was only eight episodes, I was kind of shocked, I was like, well, where's the rest of it? So I'm one of those people who's thrilled that it's getting a second season but I have no idea where the storyline's going to go from there, so I don't know if it'll be as good as season one or not, but I'm excited to see where it'll go. Mm-hmm.
3: And I think it's great that someone was reminded of So Weird by watching it, even if it doesn't necessarily remind me of So Weird. If it draws more people back to the show, that's, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I think in yeah. that gift set that you made, other people were replying about it and how, like... The paranormal shows like X Files and this Stranger Things, and so weird how they think it's like in the same universe.
3: Yeah, that's a cool idea. I think Stranger Things has a lot more in common with X Files with the whole. um, Well, I I won't get into spoiler territory, but definitely. I haven't seen the show yet, so. (laughs) Yeah, we've tried to keep it as spoiler-free as possible. So, but I think we'd all recommend it.
1: Yes, definitely, very highly.
0: Yeah, it's on my long list of things to watch. You better bump, bump it up, bump then. It up. <laughs>
2: bump it up. it I don't know. I would say it's only eight episodes, so if you have two evenings of nothing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was only eight episodes, so that does make... The fact that it's short gives me an incentive to watch it.
2: Yeah, you can get through it.
0: All right. Can uh, we dispel the gremlins now and wrap this up? <laughs> Yes.
1: I, think I think the Gremlins got bored and laughed.
0: Yeah, finally. I think we finally uh, had some smooth stuff going on here. So, <laughs> conclusion. Uh, <laughs> this has been the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach.
3: I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Kat.
0: And we will hear from you again soon.
3: Keep the faith. <laughs> Thanks, Uno, five,
0: dos, one, two, three, four. Technology is not Why are you and me the wanna lose our our humanity? humanity? So So we'll we'll just stick with simplicity. simplicity? Bravo Let us go.